It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That's 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and of course, anywhere across the country. If you download the Radio Player Canada app and type in 106.5 ELMNTFM or 95.7 E-L-M-N-T-F-M, and listen on your device of choice 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It is a great pleasure of mine to welcome our next guest to the show. Uh, Someone you might be familiar with, uh, certainly a voice that you may have heard uh, either at a live performance, seen at a live performance, or heard on the radio. Her name is Crystal Shawanda, and she is with us today. Crystal, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So are you uh, are you at home? Are you in Wiki or whereabouts are you today? I'm actually back home in Nashville, finally. Ooh, okay. <laughs> really, I'm really excited about it because I've been at my, I've been, uh, you know, kind of staying bunkered down up mm. at my uh, home reserve Wiki for the yeah. past three months. So we just came home um, a few days ago. So I'm pretty excited. Well, you know, Wiki's not a bad place to be uh, bunkered down at, you know. Exactly. It really was. It It was such a, um enlightening time for me. It's I, you know, when we were, we would, you know, we hung out at the beaches a lot mm. and my parents have a lot of property there. So mm. we were always running wild and free with our little three-year-old outside. And, you know, we realized, you know, me and my husband, when we were talking that this is the longest that I've been home since mm. I moved away 18 <laughs> years ago. And, you know, and it's also the most we've played outside. Like we played more outside in the past three years than we have. Mm. I mean, in the last three months than we have in the last three years. And mm. I realize how much I miss being outside. <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, if there is some silver lining to all of this, that may be one of the little perks that, that people, I think, are, are recognizing and, and being able to just take some time because our lives are so busy. They have been up to this point. Everybody seems to be looking at a new normal you know, they don't, a lot of people I've heard say they don't want to go back to the way things were. Have you heard that? Yeah, I actually just said that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling my husband, you know, he's my guitar player, my producer. So we Mm. go on the road together as a family. And even though we're together as a family, I was telling him, you know, it's been such a blessing to just slow down. And Mm. like, you know, um, I've been touring nonstop for the past, you know, since my first country album, Dawn of the New Day, came out. I've been mm. nonstop living on the road. And even though I get to take my family with me, it's nice being home and it's nice mm. being still. And, you know, yeah. I'm looking at the positive side of things because if you focus on the negative, it's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, that is, uh, I guess, what's happening to some degree because it has been, you know, as you say, it's been quite a while now. We're into our second month. Are we getting into our third month? I don't even know what the days are anymore, to be quite honest. <laughs> right? It all, it all starts to bl- blend together, you <laughs> it know? Does. It does. But, you know, speaking of, of blending together, um, I, you know, I, I just want to go back to Wiki for a second. For people that don't know what we're talking about, Wikwimakong is up on Manitoulin Island. And uh, it Manitoulin Island is one of the most beautiful places that you could ever go. If you've never been to Manitoulin Island and you're in Ontario, well, you are missing something. You you definitely have to get up to Manitoulin Island. Um, it has there's something special about that place, uh, and Wiki is is a great place. They have a, usually they have a an, an annual powwow every year. Uh, I guess this year they're not holding it. 
no, this year they had to call it off. Mm. So, you know, because of everything, they want to, yep. you know, be safe and with everything. But yes, yep. it's, a, it's a beautiful place and I highly recommend going. It's actually the largest freshwater island in the world. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's spiritual. Everybody who goes has an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, I always say the hardest part about leaving home is staying gone. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you mentioned but that it is the largest uh, freshwater island in the world. I don't think a lot of people know that. I really and the, just the ferry ride there, uh, unless you're of course driving around to the north and coming down, but the ferry ride is a nice ferry ride for about an hour and a half or so. It reminds me very much of the west coast going from uh, uh, the mainland over to Vancouver Island. It's about the same amount of time. Yeah, it actually reminds me of that we go out to Vancouver Island a lot for shows so it actually reminds me of that you know it's it's been interesting and, and quite a blessing doing the promotion for my new album from my hometown you know like I've been doing all my interviews uh, you know even the face interviews mm. on the phone and mm -hmm. and stuff like that and and uh, you know we even sh I shot my promotional video for the new album there and I did my latest music video there so it's kind of funny you know because of this pandemic my hometown has ended up in my promotion uh, more than it ever has in my whole life <laughs> That's great. Um, so you're you're back in Nashville. Uh, that's that's nice. It sounds great. It sounds like you're you're happy to be there, which uh, is 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 a plus as well. Um, you know, the blues. You're you're big on the blues. I, I I was reading a little bit about your your history and uh, up in Wiki when you were there. Your your brother, I guess your older brother, used to play the blues a lot, and you used to strain to hear the the songs as he was listening to this stuff because your mom and dad raised you on country. Yeah, definitely. I was, uh, you know, closet blues singer, you know, my <laughs> parents, they listen to country music, but my brother always listened to a lot of blues music. And so, you know, when nobody was home or, you know, or just kind of, I would go down in the basement and I would kind of practice singing these songs. I was just always kind of curious. I wonder if I could do that. And mm. I was always just kind of drawn to the sounds of the blues, you know, and and so that was something that um, I used to do a lot. I was just kind of curious. And so I would try to sing a song like an Etta James song. And then I'd be like, oh, I could do that too. And, you know, so I was always kind of trying to, um, you know, figure out my voice. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always evolving, always teaching myself new things, how to sing and stuff like that and seeking out new voice teachers. And, <laughs> right. and the blues did that for me. And I, it just felt very natural. And so, you know, we were... Um, you know, in the middle of recording our third country album. And I was sitting there listening to all the songs and I just realized that I didn't really like anything I recorded. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, I think I realized that I was chasing radio. I was recording songs that I thought mm. radio might like. And mm. I just didn't like the way that felt. So, you know, we wrote a bunch of new songs and put out a blues album out there. And at the time I was heading my own record label. So I thought, you know, isn't this why we started our own record label so we could be <laughs> as creative as we wanted? And and that's what we did. And I we released my first blues album and now we're at our fourth. So I haven't I haven't looked back. For me it's felt like letting the bird out of the cage and now yeah. I can't put her back in. <laughs> So, I mean, that's great to hear, and that's great that you came to that realization. I mean, that must have been a bit of a, uh, of a, of a wake-up call, I guess, for you when you said you, you weren't really liking what you were hearing of the stuff you were doing, saying you were chasing radio rather than, I guess, coming from the heart and doing stuff that meant more to you. Now, yeah, absolutely. 
Now, you know, I'm wondering how that ties in a little bit with with something I read, again, going back to your early days in Nashville, where, you know, you you sat down with, um, I think it was a a producer, someone well-known in the industry, uh, I guess trying to get some some advice and things, and and they gave you this comment about, gee, uh, I wouldn't know how to market you as a Native American woman in the in country, and and uh, I don't even know if people would would you know uh, listen in on that, or even want to know that there's a you know there's a Native American woman uh, singing singing country. I, it it really strikes me odd that someone would say that first of all, but um, because why would that be any different than any anyone else doing music? But um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? How how did that how did that make you feel? Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, it was uh, you know it was like it was it was it shattered my world. You know, mm. because I have been living. You know, I started I started singing on stage when I was six, and I mm-hmm. started getting paid to do when I was ten. And you know, I dropped out of high school at sixteen to move to Nashville. Yeah. And you know, I've given my whole life to this, even though I, you know, I was so young. And so it was just like he was taking away my whole purpose, my whole goal, my whole dream. And, mm. you know, if, if somebody had told me I was out of tune, I could take singing lessons. If, you know, if I, my song sucked, I could try to write another one, you know, but there wasn't anything that I could do about the color of my skin. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I actually, you know, packed up. And then when you look at it, this was back in 97. So, you know, it, he was an executive who was just scared for his job. He didn't. Mm mean it to be racist he right. just was scared you know if, if I wasn't successful he would get fired that's how it works in the music business and um you know but for he didn't realize what he did to me you know what what it did to me to say that to say it that way you know yeah um and then so I I a couple months later uh you know I kind of just packed up and moved back home to wiki I gave up on my dreams and I kind of spiraled in a downward spiral, just kind of giving up on music. I said I wasn't going to be a singer anymore. Uh, but no matter what I did, I ended up back in front of a microphone, back up on a stage. And, and people back home kept telling me, you know, try again. What are you doing? You know, if I had your ticket, I would be, I would be out of mm. here. Mm. And, uh, you know, enough people and my family was so supportive that eventually, you know, I realized that Nashville is where I'm supposed to be. I'm, mm. Singing is what I do. That's who I am. And, I can't do what I do back home. You know, I have to be mm. over here where the music is made. And I don't really care what this guy thinks because there's right. a lot of other people in the music industry. And so I packed up my bags and moved back to Nashville. And I said, this time when I move back, it's, it's for good, you know? And if someday, you know, someday, you know, like 30 years down the road, I'm still sitting on a bar stool playing for tips, then it's been a good ride. You know, what a blessing that I got to play music for a living. I don't really... Mm. Yeah. Want to sing? Yeah. Well, c- congratulations to you for sticking it out and 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 realizing that. Um, you know, it's interesting though that you you did have to pack up uh, from Nashville to go back home to get that reassurance and hear that from you know people around you uh, to get that uh, that strength again and that belief to come back at you and and pursue it once again. It's interesting how I guess those those things work, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you need to go back to your roots to remember how strong you are. Now, um, you know, I remember also reading that uh, in some ways, I don't know, does this, does this tie in with, with uh, the current situation in, in the world that is going on, not just with COVID-19, but other things that have been happening recently? Uh, you, your first, I guess, the, the, 
the the start of your your, your real blues uh, was the uh, the whole world's got the blues and you, that specific song that you wrote um, was I think the headlines or just the news of the day w- was making you look thinking things were just out of hand. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You know, I was just watching the news and I was just I just felt overwhelmed. I felt so helpless. Like I wanted to help people, you know, and, and there's nothing I can do. All I can do is write a song and and hopefully it comforts somebody. Hopefully it heals somebody. Hopefully it, it mm. makes somebody say, okay, you know what? Like things are really scary out there. Things are really depressing and bad, but there's also a lot of good stuff. And music is, you know, one of the art forms that's going to help us get through. We're all going to get through it together. You know, even if we don't know each other, you know, it's art that's, that connects us, you know, it's music, mm. it's radio, mm. it's TV. These are the things that, you know, unite us. And, um, you know, everybody's a little scared out there, you know, but, um, you know, unfortunately the song stays relevant, you know, and it would have been relevant, 30 years ago 40 Mm. years ago 50 Mm. years ago you know um unfortunately the world is always going through something all over the world and and i and i really wanted to write a song because sometimes you know when we think about the unfortunate thing we're going through um sometimes we forget that everybody's going through something every country out there every race every color of people you know everybody's got their thing that they're dealing with and um you know, and sometimes we don't know what somebody else is going through and we assume we're the only ones. And so that's what I really wanted to show was, you know, we all have our blues and, and uh, we're, we're, we're going to get through it, though. You know, you, you said uh, music was, was uh, therapy. Now, now I have to, I, have to, um, I, I want to put my own take in on this because you said uh, that you, you looked at music as, as, as cheap therapy. And I know what you mean by that. I know exactly what you mean by that. And I agree but I think it's just inexpensive therapy because I think it's great therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's ab- absolutely great th- therapy. I meant it as a compliment of when I said cheap did. therapy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It, it definitely, you know, music has always got me through whether it's listening to it or writing it or singing it, you know, when I'm writing music, it's because I'm trying to get something that's been weighing me down out mm. of me, you know, and, mm. and when I'm singing on stage, it's, it's a release. I put every bad day that I've been having into that performance, every beautiful day I've been having mm. into that performance, and I just let it all go, all my fears, all my hopes, all my cares, and, and you know, and, and people feel it, you know, because, you know, that's, that's the thing about my live shows is that I'm known for is the emotion that I put through, and, and you know, I personally connect with my fans on a very personal level, you know, and, um, and so, and, and I grew up that way, you know, I watched my mom singing along with Loretta Lynn records, like somebody mm-hmm. finally understood her, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's how this all started. I just wanted to grow up to be that for other people. Uh, you know, that connection you said you have with your, your, um, your audience, um, that personal connection, uh, I think it, it really comes through in your, in your songs, in your, in your, um, your recordings. Uh, you said your, your husband is your guitar player and your producer? Yes, yes. We've been we've been married now for 17 years. We actually met here in Nashville at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. <laughs> he was playing in the band after me, and and you know it was love at first sight. We started writing and playing music together, and uh, we've been together ever since. Nice. Well, congratulations. But I want to congratulate him too. Please let him know. Uh, fabulous. Uh, the latest album, Church House Blues. Wow. Uh, great, great sounding album, great songs. I mean, uh, Crystal, you're, you're coming into yourself so much. It's just, uh, uh, wow. Your, your voice, 
I mean, uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, wow is all I can say. And it's a great sounding record. Now, I, I wasn't sure, is this the one you did live off the floor? No, no, no. This is one, uh, the last album, Voodoo Woman, was the okay. one we did live off the floor. Another uh, great Voodoo sounding album. Done all, in, all those songs were done in one take. And then yeah. this one, um, we took our time with, I signed a record deal with True North Records. Mm. And um, they've been guiding us through this mm -hmm. whole thing. And it has felt so good. Like both me and my husband, like he's the producer and I'm the artist. And, you know, we used to co-produce everything. But this mm. album, I said, I wanted to step back and go back to just being a singer again. Mm. And, um, and he produced the album. And, and so everything we did, we, you know, we would hand it into the label. They would give us, you know, their ideas and their pointers. And it's been such a blessing, like, mm. you know, because when you're doing everything on your own from your own label, it's like you're just shooting in the dark. You don't know if you're right. doing it right. Right. And so it felt great to work with a team who was reassuring us. And if anything, they reinstilled the confidence in us um, that maybe we lost somewhere along the way. So mm. I'm really proud of him. Every single review has been just, you know, complimenting his production. And, mm -hmm. and that's why I stepped away. It's like I... I, I know what he's capable of, and sometimes he gets downplayed because he is my husband. And um, so it's great to mm. see him recognized. And and this album, you know, I, I honestly feel like this is the best music that I've ever released. Like, mm. even, I feel like it's even surpassed um, Dawn of the New Day because it, mm. it has the quality of Dawn of the New Day, but it has a lot more soul. Mm. And that's what I think makes this album so so special. You know, even a lot of my fans have been sending me messages asking me is your voice stronger <laughs> and uh, you know that makes me feel so good because i've been really pushing myself as a vocalist to evolve right. and uh you know i i'm not i'm not done yet <laughs> i'm not done learning yet <laughs> so oh, it's, sure. I'm, I'm really excited about this album it's getting the best reviews we've ever gotten and um we you know we've we debuted on number three on the blues charts and mm. uh you know We've been there for the past six weeks and then it went back down to 16 and then today it went right back up to number four. So mm. we're really excited. Well, yeah, congratulations. It is a wonderful, wonderful sounding album. Your vocals sound great. I mean, they really, really sound great. Uh, and as I said, the production is is really, really nice on all of all of the tracks, uh, the whole the whole album. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you so much. Um, and you know, and congratulations uh, to be working with True North Records. You're in there with a with a lot of good, talented people and uh, some great names that they represent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's why I chose them. You know, um, uh, Jeff Kulowick reached out to me, and he reached out to me right after I released Voodoo Woman. And mm. <laughs> and you know, to be honest, when I when we released Voodoo Woman, I was getting a little frustrated being my own boss, owning mm. my own label. I was like, mm. you know what? Let's just put this album out here. I'm not even going <laughs> to hire a publicist. I'm not even going to hire a tracker. <laughs> and then like, just you know, this is for my fans. And then. So we released it out there and then uh, Jeff ended up reaching out to my manager and asked if I'd be interested in a deal. And, you know, he, um, you know, explained to me what he had in mind and, and he felt, he believed that my best is yet to come. My best mm. years are yet to come. And, mm. and, uh, and it felt exciting to hear that from somebody, you know, mm. to, 
that they believe that I have so much more in me. And also, you know, looking at who he's worked with, everybody from Buffy St. Marie to Colin James. You yeah. know, I felt like he understood the best of both worlds, you know, what mm. it's like to market an Indigenous woman as a blues artist. And yeah. that's me all wrapped up into one. <laughs> you know, you you uh, mentioned uh, at, at an earlier time, you know, there's not too many Indigenous women in the music industry. Now, do you think, what do you think the pluses are of that though? Um, I don't know if there's um, any pluses. I mean, I think we need more. We need definitely need more. You know, I think um, our women need to just keep being fearless and keep pushing through. I know of a lot of awesome female Indigenous artists out there mm. who are constantly working at it and grinding and, um, you know, writing great music and trying mm -hmm. to figure out the music industry and how to push it out there. You know, mm. I'd love to see a lot. You know, there's a lot of great artists, but I'd love to see even more Indigenous women trying to get into um, you know, the business side of the music business, mm. you know, uh, I don't think a lot of women realize it's like, you know, maybe you love music, but you're not a singer or a songwriter, you mm. know, but you can get into the business side of things yeah. if you're a fan of music and you're passionate about it. Right. You know, I'd, I'd love to see more of that because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen an Indigenous woman on the business side of things. And that's, that's why I started my own record label when I did is because I wanted to prove that it could be done. That's an mm. option for women, Indigenous right. women. And I wanted to prove that. So that's, that's what that was all about for me. Nicely said. Now, uh, COVID-19 has locked everybody down. Uh, not a whole lot of live performances going on. But I noticed you, you've got a couple of, it looks like you've got a couple of gigs coming up. Yeah, definitely. You know, we have we have uh, several things going on. I'm going to be doing some Canada Day shows. Mm. Um, you know, I was listed to do the Canada Day show in Ottawa. So, you know, obviously that's not going to be happening. So mm. they're doing things a little bit differently. Um, and then I'm also working with some other organizations. You know, I, you know, as artists, you know, we're very lucky that there's a lot of these organizations that are, um, you know, paying us to do these online performances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's been carrying me through and I feel very blessed, you know, because we had an amazing spring and summer tour um, all set up. And, you know, this just like that is it's gone, you know. So um, I'm just really thankful that uh, the music industry has just band together and just made all this happen really quick. So, you know, everybody could check out my website, crystalshawanda.co and keep checking in with my Facebook page. Sometimes I just go live there just for fun. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, keep checking in. Yeah. Now, uh, so the, the two dates that you've got coming up, is it actually you're playing somewhere? It says the Fond Hill in St. Catharines and then Killarney, Ontario. Um, are, are they actually like live gigs or are they going to be online? Or No, no, no. Those aren't live gigs. No. OK. Um, we don't have any um, actual physical live gigs happening yep. until October. We're going to be mm. doing a live gig, some live gigs down in Florida. So, oh yeah, nice. Um, I think my website just hasn't quite been updated yet. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, our next physical live show will be in uh, in Florida in October. Nice. So hopefully everything. Um, is still going good by then to where yeah. we'll be able to do that. Hopefully the second wave doesn't scrap that out. <laughs> well, uh, I guess like many artists, uh, gives you maybe time to do some more writing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've been doing a lot of writing. You know, I'm, I'm working on a little side project that I've mm. been doing. It's like a, um, an uh, Indigenous music album. It's mm -hmm. something I've never done. And mm -hmm. so... I've always kind of wanted to do it. So that's nice. kind of a side project. I'm also working on some children's books and a lullaby album. You know, I got, I got a lot of projects going on. And then I, 
continue to uh, mentor and produce other artists. So that's, oh, yeah? you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, I was right in the middle of producing about five different projects for different artists. And, you know, so we're just trying to figure out how do we continue to finish these albums, <laughs> even though we can't see each other. So um, we're working on that. So I'm always producing other artists. It's something I love to do. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just trying to try to stay in, uh, you know, right now our main focus is, is just promoting the new album. You know, it's funny. There's a song on the album called Bigger Than the Blues. And mm. we wrote the song about depression, but you know, the song has been getting a lot of attention because, you know, everybody's feeling the isolation of this sure. whole quarantine business. And so, um, you know, we've been staying busy just with stuff like that. That's nice to hear. I'm glad to hear you mention those other projects you were you're involved with, like the, the children's and the indigenous album uh, and other artists. You said you're, you're busy uh, sort of helping other artists. Uh, you know, I, that, that brought something to mind when you said that. I remember years ago I saw you perform with Jace Martin and Guinevere Fisher. Uh, I think it was the uh, Chippewa of the Thames or somewhere around there. It was a, it was a concert. Oh, you, oh yeah, you yeah. That? that was quite a while ago, but that yeah. was a fun show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jay, at that time, Jace was actually out on tour with us and yeah. he was tour That's managing right. and he would also sometimes open up the show for us um, right. whenever the opportunity worked up. So yeah, that was he was one of my first artists that we started working with. Mm. and uh and jace is doing great things he's about sure to release is. a new album yep. I, I don't produce him anymore he produces himself now and he started his own companies so yeah a lot of a lot of different yeah. people i've worked with um through the years yeah we just had jace on uh, a couple of days ago because of the uh the uh, cross canada search for the next next uh, big talent next big indigenous talent contest right that's right that's yeah. really cool really cool thing that he's doing it's a great opportunity um for young indigenous artists who are yeah. just trying to break through you know you anything that you can get going is a great opportunity so i highly encourage everybody to take a part take part in that and you know you never know you might get lucky and then you'll have uh you know a new song in your resume mm -hmm. you know uh and that brings me now are you guys are you involved at all with with guinevere fisher I mean, that's another person I remember seeing that was starting out no, and she's she, done quite well. She has her own team. I love her, though. I'm a huge yeah. fan of her. Since that time we, we played that show, mm -hmm. you know, I actually was hoping to work with her. But she has a team that she works with. She has, I, I believe it's her, um, it's her, it's uh, somebody in her family who's her producer and manager. So they kind of do everything in-house. They don't really right. work with anybody out. Um, so you know, I, I missed the boat on that one. I didn't get to, <laughs> I didn't get to work with her, but I'm a big fan. She's a great artist. Yeah, she is. That's great. And and so it sounds like you're doing okay uh, dealing with, uh, you know, the COVID-19 situation, though. Yeah, yeah. Everything's, you know, we, we take everything one day at a time through this whole pandemic thing, you know. Um, uh, the, the advice I've been giving to people is take it one day at a time because if you think too far ahead, and you keep wondering about when things are going to go back to normal, you're going to depress mm. yourself and mm. drive yourself crazy. Right. You know, focus on what you're doing. Focus on the task at hand, whatever it is you're doing. You know, be passionate about every little thing you do. And then that way you're not overthinking things that are out of your control. So yeah. that's, that's where we're at. You know, we're just focusing on the music. And for me, my focus right now is my little three-year-old and, <laughs> you know, and uh, promoting my new album, you know, so that's that's kind of what we focus on. You know, we're doing music videos at home. Um, mm. Right now, we're actually working on a 
a, a little promotional video for Bigger Than the Blues. And, mm. um, you know, we're just constantly working at it. And then we just put out the new music video for When It Comes to Love, which is a song that me and my husband wrote. And it's funny, we actually started writing that song 17 years ago when we first started <laughs> dating. <laughs> and wow. then we just kind of worked on it over the years. And <laughs> Uh, we finally felt like we were ready to share it. And it turned out to be one of the favorite songs of the label on the album, you know. Nice. And most of the songs are songs that I wrote or co-wrote. Yeah. Um, we only have one cover on the album, and it's actually a song by Tragically Hip. We actually redid New Orleans' is Sinking. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, So and, and that's been a favorite. It's funny because, you know, we have all these guys from these blues stations all over the world and in America, and they were like, what is this song? New Orleans is sinking. Did you write that? I'm like, no, that was written by a Canadian rock band, you know? And, and some people thought I was crazy for, you know, recording a, a song from a Canadian rock band because I've, I've met some resistance going into the blues mm. world. They're like, you know, how are you going to convince people you're a blues artist when you're cutting a rock song? And I'm like, mm. well, I do it a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it, uh, and sure enough, the blues world is happens that happens to be one of their favorite songs on the album. So, it's a, you know, yeah. and I, I keep telling people, you know, Tragically Hip, they were the soundtrack to my misspent youth. Yeah. So I, this was my ode to, uh, this was my ode to Wiki and to how I grew up where I grew up. <laughs> Nicely said. And yeah, what a great version of the song New Orleans is Sinking. It is really good. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And I appreciate it. Crystal, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm so happy that you took time to uh, to call in and, and, you know, and spend a little bit of time with us and uh, tell us what you're up to. And uh, and all the best to you with the Church House Blues, the latest album, uh, you and your husband, as well as your three-year-old. Um, uh, as a parent, I know what that's like. And, uh, and it's wonderful to have them at such a young age. Age, they uh, can teach you so much yeah definitely well she's part of the show now she usually nice. joins us on stage and our live shows everybody knows Jaja now <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for squeezing me in today I really appreciate the support and you all stay safe and take care all right you too and thanks once again Chimigwech thank you Chimigwech bye-bye okay, bye-bye that is Crystal Shawanda, and she was calling in from Nashville. It was a pleasure to have her here on the show with us. Her latest album is called Church House Blues. you got to check it out. It's amazing. Crystal sounds absolutely fabulous on it. Great production. And it's uh, there with True North Records, another uh, great Canadian uh, company, and some great artists that they are uh, fronting as well. So that's this part of the show. And once again, thanks, Crystal Shawanda, for calling in and taking part to uh, be part of the show. We're going to take a short pause, and we'll be right back here on Moment of Truth right after this. Now back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And of course, anywhere across the country, if you download the Radio Player Canada app and type in 957 E-L-M-N-T-F-M or 106.5 E-L-M-N-T-F-M and listen on your device of choice 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And it is our pleasure to welcome our next guest to the show, Genevieve Fisher, someone who you will be, you will hear often played here on Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. It's a pleasure to welcome you to the show, Genevieve. Thank you so much, David. How are you? I'm good. Now, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I have a history. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. And you're listening? Okay. <laughs> so, years ago, I was at a community event 
on, I think it was Moravian Town. Okay. And there was a young girl who got up to sing at this event. I think she sang a cappella, if I'm not mistaken. And okay. that young girl's name was Genevieve Fisher. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Do you okay, remember that? With this? I don't know, but I know I was I, I introduced myself to you and I think it was your mom. Your mom Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And spoke <laughs> oh with you. God. You were just getting started at that time. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. <laughs> and uh and but you know, you had a voice then. I knew you had pipes and it was it was really nice to meet you and your mom. And uh it's great to see that you've gone on to do bigger and better things. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been uh, a whirlwind of a I say a couple years, but ten plus years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now there's another connection we have. Okay. Um, a few years later, I was again out in the western part, down around London area, which is where you're from, yeah. and I was at another uh, community event. It was a live performance, and guess who was on stage? There was. <laughs> There was uh, 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 Jake, uh, no, sorry, Jace Martin. Oh, yes, yeah. And Guinevere Fisher. Amazing. And Crystal Shawanda. Oh, yes. Yes, you remember that? that? Tri- I think that was at Chippewa. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's exactly yes. right. I do remember that. Now, you know, it had. I'm not sure how long it was between the first time I had met you and then seeing you at that event. Yeah. But I, I ha- now, here's what I saw, and I hope you don't mind me saying this and not trying to embarrass you, and maybe I will or maybe I won't. Okay. But, but it, it seemed like Genevieve was finding her performance. You yes. Know? It seemed like she was finding a performance. The voice was there, no question about it. But there seemed to be this a little bit of awkwardness on stage. Am I, am I right in assuming this? 110%. That was, <laughs> it's actually funny that you bring that up because that was my very first show live show performing with a band no way so that was you are spot on with that so it was very new for me um you know of course in the past i had been on stage before and Mm. sang with you know background music Mm. but never live with a band so it was something that i was getting used to i was kind of taking a a leap Mm. and um it was a a new moment for me for Mm. sure so yeah you are spot on there (laughs) Well, that's great. And how old were you at the time? Do you remember? I was, I want to say I was like six, 16 or 17 because, mm-hmm. and I remember for me, that was such a huge moment opening for Crystal Shawanda mm-hmm. in my, you know, home community. And, yeah. um, you know, it was my first time performing live with a band. So, um, yeah, I think I was about 16 or 17 years old. Wow, that's great. And congratulations on that. Another milestone for you. And and, uh, and then you've gone on now. I, I remember uh, I, I just saw that, that you know, you we, like I said, we play you here on Element FM. And, you know, when I, when I went, you know, we're a new station. I don't know if you know that. We're a fairly new yeah. station, less yeah. than like, two years old. So uh, brand new, indigenous, you know, we're, we're, uh, we, we play a lot of indigenous artists, which is fabulous. Yes, amazing. And, uh, and, and you know, we're, we're more of a, you know, very contemporary kind of sounding uh, station. Yes. Now, but you're in there. You're in there with this stuff. And, you know, would you, so I'm trying to figure out how you classify yourself, how you think of yourself. Do you think of yourself as a, as a country artist, a crossover artist? 
I would say, yeah, I would say a bit, uh, a bit of a crossover. Mm. Um, you know, I, I grew up listening to country music and it's, you know, it's, you know, what mm. made me fall in love with the genre was mm. listening to it as a young girl. Of course, Shania Twain was, was mm. huge. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, um, was one of my biggest inspirations, but now I'm sure, you know, with you being in radio and, and kind of being within the music industry, there definitely has been a shift with mm. country music that it's, it is a bit more pop country pop mm-hmm. now. Um, and you know, I, I don't think that it's a, it's a bad thing. You know, country music is now one of the most popular genres of music, but, it definitely is lacking that traditional country sound, which I won't lie. I do. I do miss that at times. Mm. Um, and in the past, you know, we have tried to incorporate a bit more of a traditional country sound to, um, you know, some of the songs I've released and they actually haven't gone over as well as more of my poppy songs have gone mm. over. So mm. I would definitely say I'm, I'm a bit of a crossover, a bit country, a bit pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And and yeah. uh, and of course, you've got a, a great production team behind you. The songs uh, sound great. Your vocals sound wonderful. Um, when when did you? Uh, is your is your family still involved with your with your team? Um, no, no. So hmm. now I, I I mean yes and no. I've had the same manager, Ramo Dicesare, for the last my gosh, like going on 12 years. Mm. Um, so he has stayed kind of as my, I call him my OG, my, my original guy, but, um, um, you know, I'm working now with a producer based out of Nashville. His Mm. name's Jason Massey. Um, the guy who mixes all of my music, his name's Billy Decker. He's based out of Nashville. Mm. And, um, I just recently started working with a PR company actually based out of Toronto called Mm. Domi and Gallucci. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so we've expanded my team a little bit over the last year, which has been awesome. Um, but still, still a small team, which I absolutely love. Mm. And and where's home for you these days? Where, where what would you consider home? Home for me right now is Saint Thomas, Ontario. Oh, okay. So you're still down around the southwestern part of Ontario. Yes. yes. You spend a lot of time in the Nashville area, though. Yes, I mean, I was until all of this uh, COVID stuff started. <laughs> right. Um, actually, right before, um, you know, things kind of started to get a, a bit crazy. I was actually in Nashville back in February um, recording and, and working on some new music. Mm. Um, but yeah, over the last couple of years, I found myself in Nashville quite quite often, at least, you know, three to four times a year. Mm. Yeah, which I love it down there. It's amazing. <laughs> and you've also, uh, though, you've done some recording uh, on the Six Nations Reserve at Jucasa. Yes. yes. So actually, um, the summer of 2017, my producer actually flew um, flew here um, from Nashville. And uh, we actually uh, went and recorded at Jucasa, which I mean that studio is phenomenal it's yeah, amazing it is. It's um so i actually recorded my song yumi lee mm-hmm. um at jukasa which uh was such a treat it's such a beautiful studio and they have like top of the line everything and it's mm-hmm. just yeah phenomenal yeah it's a great place it's a great place for sure uh, a lot of people don't know about it still uh you know yeah. even though it's had some wonderful people and it's got some as you mentioned just the, the best of the best and it's got that uh, yeah. console from abbey road studios in there yes um, 
so listen, I, I'm just wondering, you you have not only developed vocally, but it, it seems that you've also developed from a writing perspective. You're, you're, you've gotten into uh, helping produce uh, the, the writing side of your songs as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, for me, um, I absolutely love writing. It's it's one of my favorite aspects of, of what I do and of my career. Um, but over the last, you know, 10 years, I would say, well, yeah, about 10 years now, because I started going down to Nashville when I was about 18 or 19 years old. Um, and uh, yeah, I just started to really hone in on my, my writing skills and, and working with some amazing songwriters in Nashville and just trying to learn the ropes from them. But for me, I, I love being a writer on my songs because mm. it does create more of that personal connection to the song and, and mm. you do feel more connected to it. And it's kind of your own truth and your own stories. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And I mean, even if it isn't something that I'm drawing from, you know, personally, I still have that connection to the song. Right. Yeah. Now on another personal level, I guess you, you got married the last couple of years. Yeah, so I got married in 2017, so mm. almost three years in July, <laughs> which is crazy. I can't believe time flies by so fast. <laughs> it does. So, but yeah. Well, congratulations on that front as well. Thank you. Now, looking back over time, let's go back a little bit. Um, I, I can't help but look back because I, I still see this young girl that I met, um, you know, years ago. And yeah. and it's been so wonderful that you made this this move and you you know and like I said the station's new and I hear you know uh, Genevieve Fisher's name and and being played on the station I'm going that's so cool um, yeah. that that you know I I sort of saw this girl at this little community event years ago and she's For gone sure. on to so that girl that artist that was developing back then yeah. Um, Obviously, you had aspirations, and yeah. there was there was something you know even uh, you know from what you're uh, talking with you and your mom at that point in time. I knew that yeah. there, there was a seriousness about what you were doing and where you were going with this. And would you say that 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 dream has arrived? Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. My manager Ramo and I have this conversation often about how do you define success mm. and, you know, how do you define even the word fit? We'll say fame. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm not signed with a label. I'm an independent artist. Really? Wow. Um, and part of that is by choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love where, um, I'm at in my career. I'm very proud of, of how far I've come as a, as a female, as an independent artist, Mm -hmm. um, as an indigenous woman as Mm -hmm. well, um, being in this industry. Um, but for me, when I was younger, I always thought that one of the first times that someone comes up to me and asks, are you Genevieve Fisher? (laughs) That for me was going to be a very pivotal moment. And that's Mm -hmm. happened several times. And, um, you know, it's not the be all end all, but at least it makes me recognize that my music is doing something and Mm. it's affecting people and, um, people are listening and, and learning about me, which is, which is so great. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I look back at my, my little old self, um, it's pretty amazing to think that I've, I've come so far and, and I've, I've done some really amazing things like even performing at Abday Live, um, 
Um, and this past year I did the Inspire Awards, which was huge mm-hmm. for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had some really wonderful things happen in my career. Great. Uh, just going to jump in and mention to everyone that you're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and anywhere across the country if you download the Radio Player Canada app. My guest is Genevieve Fisher, and she is a country crossover pop singers <laughs> artists. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a pleasure to have her here on the show. Uh, you will hear a number of her songs being played on Element FM and uh, and and it's great that we are able to play that that the music. Now Genevieve you mentioned uh, as an indigenous artist that's one of the aspects of your your um, uh, your background. Yes. And you know that that's the other thing I remember at the time when I spoke with you many years ago when I first met. Um, I was what I'm getting from that is that I I don't remember if if at that point in time and not you know not so much different from many other people that, that there wasn't you didn't know a whole lot about it at that point in time. Is that is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, my my. I have a lot of family um, on Chippewa, mm. um, but my my father and my grandfather they did not they were not raised um, on mm. the reserve. Mm. Um, they were both raised in, in London, um, and I mean I always had a connection to my community, um, but I just found that in school, um, you know, you're you're not really taught much about mm. about. Indigenous people in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really wasn't until university. And it was actually my mom who really encouraged me. I, I was feeling a bit lost as to what I wanted to study and, and the direction that I wanted to take. Obviously, I knew music was going to be at the forefront. Um, but my mom said to me, why don't, have you ever thought about, you know, also minoring in, in First Nation studies? Mm. And I thought, I, I'm, I didn't really think about it, nor mm. did I really think it was an option. Mm. Um, and I ended up doing that. And it was hands down the best decision that I had ever made. I, um, I was really involved with um, Indigenous Services, which is um, um, sort of a little community at Western University. That's where mm. I studied. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became really close um, to that community at Western, the Indigenous community at Western. Um, and I learned so much about the culture and and about community and the history. And anyways, so yeah, it really wasn't until university that I started to learn about about my culture. Mm. Uh, I appreciate you you sharing that. You're not alone in that front uh, or alone in in being uh, someone who's had uh, parents raised off the off the reserve and not knowing much about it. You echo a lot of my own upbringing uh, when saying that. So uh, congratulations. Yeah. And and you're right. Isn't it a great isn't it a great feeling when you yeah. uh, when, when you step through that door and start to learn? Uh, it, it really breaks down a lot of uh, barriers and it makes you you feel more whole. I mean, maybe you'll be able to sort of connect with this as well. But I feel like um, I feel like because I didn't grow up on the reserve and I don't know if this is inappropriate to say, but I had moments where I felt like I didn't fit in or Mm. that I wasn't 
quote unquote, you know, native enough or that I wasn't going to be accepted. And I was so wrong about that. The minute, you know, I walked into Indigenous services, I was welcomed with open arms, with hugs and, and yeah, it's just, you know, the Indigenous community, I feel like there really is nothing like it. Yeah. And, and you, you are dead on right in terms of what you just said. So many other people feel the same that you did, uh, and, 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 you know, when, of what you just described. So congratulations uh, in doing that as well. Um, so what, uh, what's coming up for uh, uh, one of you? I mean, you know, the COVID-19 thing has shut everybody down. <laughs> I'm sure you yes. probably had gigs that you were going to be going and doing. What What's happening yeah. now? Yeah, so I I had um, a bunch of shows scheduled for the summer that, of course, have either been postponed to next year or, you know, just completely canceled. Um, but I am working on new music. Mm. I actually, during all, the, all, all of this COVID, I decided, you know what, I'm going to order some recording gear and uh i'm gonna work on some new music i'm actually gonna be recording from home um so i'm really excited about about that um i should also mention back in march i was in ottawa uh for the inspire awards Mm. and so those are still going to be airing in june which i'm very excited about so i have that to look for actually it is june oh my gosh (laughs) it is so they will be airing um i believe on june 21st Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, just going to be working on some new music. I've been doing some zoom rights with, with, uh, some friends in Nashville. So that's been great. Um, and of course I'm now working with, uh, you know, a PR company. So they're kind of helping me, um, sort of hone in on, on my brand and and what I want to represent, which is really exciting. So I've got some really cool things kind of going on and up my sleeve right now. So We'll see what happens, and hopefully all this stuff starts lifting soon. Mm, yes, for sure. And congratulations to you uh, with your, you know, with your whole entire career and everything that's going well for you right now. Thank uh, you. And and it's really nice to touch base with you again. And, I know and it's, it's so, so nice to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. You know, uh, before we go though, I just want to ask you this: as an artist, you know, you said you're writing, you're starting to do things, you got some new equipment coming in, you're going to be recording from home, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of new maybe for you. Um, but yes. as an artist, as, as someone who writes their own material, yeah. you've been, you've been, you know, you've got some great songs behind you. You've got a great production team that has been working with you. Um, yeah. Do you see, do you see a shift or a change in direction or, or something new for Guinevere in the future in terms of that approach? You know what? Yes and no. I mean, in terms of like, production side recording side of things you'll actually laugh I was um when I received all my new recording gear I had set it up and right away I'm like totally lost I was (laughs) messaging my producer and he was trying to walk me through so let me just say I don't know maybe maybe I'm doubting myself but I don't Mm. know if production is up my is up my alley so I don't know if I'll be taking any type of shift in that sense right but I you know what it's a challenge for me and it's something that I I want I want to do I want to try it out it would be awesome to be able to actually be able to record my own demos Mm. um, after writing a song because Mm -hmm. it's always nice to to see the potential of a song rather Mm -hmm. than just you know the straight guitar and and vocals on an iphone yeah um 
So we'll see. There might be a shift. Maybe COVID is is going to change me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gwen uh, Viv, it's been a pleasure once again having you on the show. We really do appreciate you taking the time. And as I said earlier, nice to touch base with you after so long. And congratulations to you uh, with all the success that you've had. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. And uh, that is the voice of Gwendolyn Fisher. She is a London-based singer-songwriter. You've heard her on Element FM with many of her songs. She's had great success. And uh, it's wonderful to see that. And congratulations to her once again. And that is our show for today. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for listening in. So until next time, I'll say we'll see you then. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.